This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 8.36 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Keith Kam. In half an hour, we have the opening bell where we check out how Bursa Malaysia begins the trading day. We're also going to find out how this cable manufacturing company called Mastertech fares on its debut this morning on the ACE market. But before that, we are turning our attention to recent reports about a potential hike in drug prices. So for those of us taking prescription medicine, the overall bill could be set to rise on the back of price increase of drugs in the U.S. In December, Reuters reported that pharmaceutical companies plan to hike prices in the U.S. on more than 500 drugs beginning this month. And according to the Malaysian Pharmacists Society, as half of the drugs are imported from the U.S., we can expect the price of drugs derived from there to, to go up by between 5 to 10%. Meanwhile, the CEOs of Merck, Johnson & Johnson and others have agreed to voluntarily testify at an upcoming Senate hearing on February 8th on the high drug prices as U.S. lawmakers ramp up efforts to rein in healthcare costs for Americans. What about here back home? How are the local pharmaceutical companies coping with the hikes? And what policies can ensure that medicines remain affordable for patients in Malaysia? For some thoughts on this matter, we speak to Professor Amrahi Buang, President of the Malaysia Pharmacists Society. Professor Amrahi Good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. So as we've been discussing, the cost of medicines has been going up in recent years, partly due to the weakening ringgit. Are there other factors that have led to price hikes for medical drugs in Malaysia? Well, uh, to answer this particular question, is normally this price increase will happen twice a year. We have seen this for many years, yeah, for whatever reason. When you talk about uh, in terms of well, that is what the response from industry, yeah? and uh, when you talk from the point of the pandemic, okay, during the pandemic of COVID nineteen, right, you can see that the pandemic has caused havoc to medicine trade and supply, and and it really affect the whole supply chain. So you can see, you know, during the pandemic, the thing getting worse, and uh, we also expected this to happen during the endemic stage as what we are facing now. yeah, And the reason for this is the fact that, you know, there is already an increase of cost for the active pharmaceutical ingredients. It can be also uh, the excipients as well as the packaging material. So this will also will affect the price hike. Mm -hmm. And we also noticed that, you know, uh, that's why this is happening is because of logistic issues. For example, uh, of course, there's a price difference between Peninsula, uh, Sabah and Sarawak, between uh, big cities and small cities, and of course, small town and rural areas. You know, So all this will actually affect what you call uh, the drug prices, uh, depend on which part of Malaysia that we are seeing this year. So, Professor, what measures can the government consider to stem the price increase? The, the Malaysian health sector, we have the, uh, both uh, the public sector as well as the private sector, right? So if we look into the public sector, we have a concession with uh, Famaniaga. But the point is the fact that, you know, with this arrangement, we can actually have some control over it because of the logistics. And also uh, in the public sector, there is already a purchase for Ministry of Health as well as non MOH facilities. See, previously, they, they do on their own, meaning MOH or even the university hospital or even the army hospital, they do it differently. 
but you know during the pandemic they are able to to do pool purchase and it's actually bring down the prices as well as you know, a lot of savings lah. This arrangement the government is trying to to include the private sector. Uh, this is one of the uh, initiative under the national medicine policy and also covered under the health white paper. And uh, we also talk about the national medicine policy. Okay, and this is also very important to address uh, this issue of price increase. Uh, we've subject to both uh, access to medicines as well as the issue of affordability. Mm-hmm. And uh, under what under one of the principle of the national medicine policy, also there is a subject on the quality use of medicine. And under this, uh, one of the thing that was actually intended was to have a generic prescribing uh, for the prescribers. So a significant proportion of medicines in Malaysia are imported. Should we be looking to reduce our reliance on imports? Are there alternatives that we can resort to? When you talk about uh, imported medicine, eh, there is still no tax. Okay, About 60% of our medicine are imported. Yeah? So of course, there are many factors affecting global uh, what you call war and so on and so forth. It's affecting all this. So um, this is something that, of course, affecting uh, this. Uh, this. And the other one is basically in terms of trading. So I think the government have actually come into a strategy whereby, you know, we are trying to, you know, to see uh, other approaches like uh, trading in using non-USD currency. And uh, we also can see the effort at both uh, domestic. That means the government is actually giving a lot of incentive, yeah, especially under METI to support. And on this uh, domestic uh, manufacturing, and then uh, we also have uh, one thing that we can focus, which is actually halal pharmaceutical as a, a new value that will actually uh, give a positive point for the country. Yeah? And, uh, you know, we can see that uh, under ASEAN, there are some arrangement to see whether we can address all this. And uh, also there's an idea of called um, pool procurement at ASEAN level. Uh, so this also can expand to Asian. So, this is something uh, uh, that has been done and I think the government will also look into this. Uh, we are talking about various parts of, of the globe uh, so that you know we can have alternative sources. Lah. So how do we ensure that patients can have access to cost-effective medication? Should, should there be more awareness of generics which are more affordable then? So if we look into the national medicine policy, where there is a term regarding quality Yohua medicine. Yeah? So obvious. On this aspect, we are talking about uh, to increase health literacy and also uh, med- medicine literacy. Yeah? Okay? And, and the famous Kenali Obat Anda or Know Your Medicine campaign uh, done by government for many, many years. Yeah? And uh, just to share with you under the uh, Kenali Obat Anda program or the Know Your Medicine program, now uh, they have involved uh, the community pharmacists you know, to be part of this program so that we can increase, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the literacy uh, on health and also medicine uh, to be taken. Yeah, and uh, of course, uh, there's also a concept of self-care now. Okay, but uh, I would suggest that you know, even for self-care, they has to be guided. You know, so that you know to make sure that uh, that people know how to do this, and this is something that that actually make. To and to what you call to empower uh, the uh, the public, and to make sure that you know uh, they are involved. 
So I think all this will actually improve on how to have cost-effective uh, medication uh, efforts. What about in terms of price transparency? What kind of measures do you think need to be um, initiated to bolster uh, transparency in drug pricing? Well, I think uh, this is something that the consumer ought to know mm-hmm. so that they can, yeah, they can choose. So I think uh, the policy is very clear. The, the country will expect, uh, you know, uh, that uh, for the public interest, that there's a price tra- uh, transparency. And uh, there's already a medicine price reference under MOH, uh, meaning that, the, uh, that the, we want the stakeholders, the industry, to submit the drug price. And, and you can see uh, because of the fact that uh, people are bundling uh, the drug costs and the professional fees. Uh, so we suggest that, you know, that the there should be itemized billing. Uh, meaning that, for example, if you go into a community pharmacist, uh, you can know uh, the price of each medicine uh, that the consumer purchase. So we want this to be uh, to be done in other channels other than community pharmacy. Prof, thanks so much for speaking to us. That was Professor Amrahi Buang, President of the Malaysia Pharmacists Society, talking to us about um, drug pricing and strategies to help um, make it more accessible, affordable and, and really transparent so that consumers can make the right choices. Yeah, that, that transparency issue, I, I think is really important as well. I mean, the, the health minister did, uh, Dr. Zulkifli Ahmad, uh, at, a, at an event on Friday, he did say that the importance of transparency in drug pricing uh, is really, really important and that his, uh, his, uh, the government is actively considering implications on discussing this matter um, so that basically... It just allows everyone to make an informed choice uh, about uh, what drugs they can, what drugs are available to them, and at what price. All right, it's eight forty-six a.m. We're going to head into some messages, but when we come back, we will be breaking down the preliminary ruling of the International Court of Justice on the allegations of genocide against Israel. Stay tuned to BFM eighty-nine point nine. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty-nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind. Download the BFM app.